Woof. So I swiped right. <laughs> okay. Story's not over, Ellie. <laughs> okay, you swiped right. So does he. Who? Match. Welcome to another episode of Finding This to Write the Podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, welcome back to the U.S. Thank you. It is good to be home. I ran errands. I sweated. I'm dying yet again. But, you know, here we are. Um, Yeah, being in the U.K. really put me in the fall and Christmas spirit, actually. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And... um, I said last week how the solo vacation made me like think a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I made sort of a random – I don't believe in like New Year's resolutions because I, I kind of like yeah. to make resolutions throughout the year and like think about things like that, whatever. And so what a mid-September resolution that I made is that I really want to – embrace the holidays this year. I feel like last year they kind of passed me by and I wasn't particularly festive and I'm a big like holiday nerd. Like I love Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hallmark movies and all that shit. And so Mm -hmm. I really want to feel – I want to be very jolly (laughs) this holiday season. That's my goal. I love this for you. Yeah, so we'll see. Jolly Rourke. Yeah. So like Um, what's going to be your first act of jolliness? So I think that I do – I'm going to want to get some decor. I think I'm going to do little decorations um, in Cute. my, like, home office or something. Like, do something in my home. I think that'll I love, Do you not normally decorate your house or your no. apartment? Because I typically will spend so much of it – because in Dallas, it, it'll die, you know, whatever. Yeah, that is the struggle that I have previously had with Christmas decorations is that like not dying even, like even if it's stuff that's paper or whatever, like just the amount of time that I will enjoy them versus not being here. Mm-hmm. I've struggled with that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so that was one of the things that I decided. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, zero percent alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feeling all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Let's- Love that. Let's talk about boys. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I have some things to say. Um, yes. Yes. So, Let us talk about boys. So first, should I do the writer or should I do the kind of 
I have an interesting – so th- this episode is side-themed normal gossip because I have just like a kind of like a <laughs> gossip story for you that – Oh. Yeah. It, it doesn't quite – it doesn't have an ending yet. So I, I don't know how good of a story it is. Um, But it's like got date-related. Let's do that first. My interest okay. has peaked. So there is – there's a guy that I know in LA who I met in the strangest way. We, when I lived in New York, my friend Lauren, who I grew up with, are both big 49ers fans. And every season we would go to a 49ers game and um, whether, like, we would find a way to go to the one either in the Bay Area or in New York. And we went to the Giants-Niners game this one year. And we ended up befriending this group of guys who all live in different places, like not San Francisco, somehow are 49ers fans and every year pick an away game. And they all live, they're like kind of very spread out and yeah. they pick an away game to all convene at and like go to together. It's like their yearly how fun. tradition. I know, how cute, right? That's really fun. I also want to make a prediction that this is related to you wanting to record earlier so that you could watch the 49ers game tonight. Oh, this is not, this itself is not related. I'm, you know, I'm a big 49ers fan. <laughs> I know, but I was hoping that it was related, and that's why the gossip wasn't quite done oh, yet. Oh, no, 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 no. it's not. was going to happen tonight. No, nothing's All happening right. tonight except for um, me going to bed early. Um, as I'm – like, I noticed I was a little sleepy at, like, 4 o'clock. I was like, fuck, I thought I'd be jet lag. You anyway. got this. Push through. Exactly. Okay. Damn. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> we meet this group. This guy uh-huh. and I end up exchanging numbers. Yeah. I don't know if we stayed in t- – I can't remember, but we stayed in decent enough touch where when I moved to he, – he lives in L.A. Sorry. He okay. is an L.A. person. I had not, I had not said that. And an L.A. That, person. Obviously, at the time I lived in New York, whatever. I come to L.A. We hang out a couple times after I moved here. Mm-hmm. Friendship kind of fades – like peters out. Like nothing really happens here. Sure. We run into each other every once in a while and, like, see each other on dating apps every couple of years. Like, we're on that cycle. We know that cycle. We yeah. know that cycle. Yeah. Um, I see him at Erewhon, specifically. Ah. And so we've also followed each other on Instagram since that first meeting in New York. And he recently had been posting he, – he, he had a girlfriend for a little bit and he had been posting, like, he would post, like, gushing captions. And to to a degree that I am not into. Like, give me an example. What, like... The problem is the idea like, is gone. So <laughs> I wish I could tell oh, you. Oh, right. Yeah. That's right. So... Like, love of my life type gushing? Yes. Like, you've changed my life. Like, yeah, you've come okay. into my world. Like, ve- like... Too much. I'm with you much. on the vibe. With you on the vibe. Yeah. And honestly, it's how the people on like Low Island talk about each other. Anyway, so he writes these very glowing captions about her, whatever. I just saw him on Bumble. Ooh. Looking for something casual and featuring photos that I recognize from trips that they took. Because I follow him on Instagram. I was like, I know those photos. And you know they're recent. Like, you know that, like, this is not some, like, old-ass profile yes. research. Thing. They are very recent photos. So he's honoring that. But I think it's because his ex took good photos of him. 
Anyway, so all of that can't knock that screams breakup energy. Uh, absolutely, yeah, all of it, all of it. The yes. both the photos, the something casual, all, all of it. And so, of course, I am. A, this is the normal gossip part. I immediately want to go see the changes to the inst. Like, have the photos been removed? Have the captions been deleted? Like something yep. that PowerPoint did, which is insane to me is not only did he take down all the photos of us is he deleted every photo credit you know how people do that like photo excuse me yeah he systematic he went into every caption and deleted that that is a level of petty that is like sad It, it just takes so much time Yes, like the fact that he wanted to dedicate that much time to removing this like extremely innocuous thing. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. So that's so anyway. So I, I really wanted to see, you know, what were the changes? When did she stop appearing? Like, you know, how people talk about like if you're I, gonna oh yeah. If you're gonna broadcast the relationship, we need to know about the breakup. Broadcast the breakup. Yeah. I mean, we need the deets of, of the whole thing. Of course, like no, that's not. We're fair, obviously but kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're obviously uh, kidding. Yeah. Um, so I go. His IG is gone. The whole thing, like not pictures fully of her, deleted. like full. No more account. No more account. And this would be like a, a crazy thing, but you're positive you're not blocked. Positive, because I have multiple Instagrams. That was my question. Okay. Yes. <laughs> not that there'd be any reason for you to not there'd be any reason for you to be blocked, but like that is my first thought when right. I think that an account is gone. Like the very first thing is let's make sure we're not blocked. Yeah, no, not at all. And I even um like I know a photo he is tagged in and it's like it deads out. And it's there's no more to Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's so clear. He might just maybe he just needs a break. Shit's going on for him. Woof. So I swiped right. Okay. The story's not over, Ellie. <laughs> okay. You swiped right. So does he. Who? Match. Yes. And so I I also realize in this, I'm like, I, I'm sure we still have, I'm sure we have each other's numbers, but whatever. You probably do. I do. And so I message him and I say, We've got to stop meeting on Bumble slash at Erewhon. Let's get a coffee and catch up. And Love it. Yeah. Right, going right for it. And Why also, not? Like, I, I also – I mean this 95% as a friend. Hmm. I, I would be interesting to, interested to see what happens here, but I'd be, like, totally down with a friend. He's, like, great. Yeah, well, you – you know that he's like screaming breakup energy right now anyway. Exactly. So yeah, th- th- this is not somebody I want to date right now uh, or yeah. potentially ever. I don't really know because that hadn't – because that hasn't evolved at this point. I don't know why it all of a sudden would. Fair. And the the reason I tell kind of this part of the story is because he really shows how even if this is – like. I believe this is like friend energy. Yeah. Even though this is friend energy, he had no trouble at all initiating a date. He made a reservation, gave me a whole other option. If that one didn't sound good, we're having dinner on Tuesday. I fucking love that, especially given the context of the story that is going to come next. Yes. That it is not hard. Correct. 
And like, he's not trying to smash. I really don't think he is. Like, I, I think that like he, like he would have had that opportunity with me. Like we could have, ex- you know, like we would go out for drinks. We would hang out when I first moved to LA. That those, the option to kind of cross that bridge were there. Sure. So anyway, the, my, yeah, my point is like, it just doesn't, it, pe- men can be capable. It's not hard. I am cra- crazy town. Man. Anyway. Well, I'm excited for the update next week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that'll just be a fun hang. I also have a matchmaker date, but I don't have any of the information yet. Oh, when's that? Wednesday. Fun. We're both going on dates Wednesday. Oh, perfect. Love that. Yeah. So, let's get to the bad news. (laughs) Indeed. So fucking weird. So... The writer has, like, gone cold. I think that's the only way. It's, like, a hot and cold situation. He has gone cold. That is the best. Truly, because he has been, like, so consistent, so great throughout your entire trip. Like, your communication has been 10 out of 10. It really has. Yeah. He sent me photos of his trip. I sent – he requested photos of mine, asked follow-ups. We spoke most days, I would say, across the – like – it's bananas. Yeah. So I don't know if this is like a slow fate. I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the modern dating term to describe what is happening is, but I'll lay the scene for you. So you and I recorded last Wednesday. We we recorded on a Wednesday night mm-hmm. um with the time difference. And yeah. I texted him pretty much like right after we finished recording. I texted him and said, I think, I think I had like waited a bit to respond to something he said. Because the, the, la- the last thing was him and then I said this. Um, I, I asked him what he was doing on Sunday as I got back to the U.S. on Saturday evening and I'm eager to see him. And so I said, Hey, yes, would have been today. Yeah. So I said, Hey, what are you doing this upcoming Sunday? He says that he has a writing deadline like coming up this week. So Uh not busy, busy. Yeah. Yeah. So like last week now, as a listener is hearing this, like a couple days after Sunday. Sure. Yeah, basically, he's going to be like busy w- dealing exactly. with that deadline on yes. the day so, you suggested. Exactly. So he said he had a he had like a big writing deadline, and so this the this weekend was tough. Asked me when I got back. Asked a question about if I was having a good. T- so like, does not suggest an alternative. Hey, I hate that so much. It, huge pet peeve. And but like <sighs> asked a couple follow ups, whatever. I answer the follow ups, and they and then say. Not a problem about Sunday. Good luck with your deadline. And that works out. It would probably be more fun to have a not school night date anyways. And how about – so So how about the next Friday? Right. So you offered up an alternative. Yes. Because I, I clocked that he did not. But I was – this was just a situation where I was like, I want to move this along. I want – Yeah. I, I want a date more than I want to be inflexible to the fact that he didn't give an alternative. Right. And also giving him the benefit of the doubt in this situation where he has been wonderful in communication, I think yes. makes total sense. It, totally. So he says back, 
I'm tied up on Friday, but maybe sometime that weekend. No. Ridiculous. Like, it infuriates me. The no alternative infuriates me already. And now it's not even no alternative, but it's like wishy-washy. Yes. And I think the problem is, is that like no matter what is true for him here, there's a way to say it that isn't that, right? There's a way to say, I don't want to see you anymore. You know, there's that. Yeah. There's a way. That's a possibility. Yeah. There's a way to say, I don't know what my schedule is. I, I definitely want to see you. It's just a mess right now. Like, can we talk about like that weekend as we get closer? Fine. Totally fine. So like, I don't need to lock in Saturday, but like you need to communicate your inability to make a plan. You, you need to explain why you can't do this. Right. Like the the part that is really sticking for me is like the, he's not meeting you halfway on even wanting to see you. Exactly. Okay. So then like let that me, seems like table stakes. A hundred percent. And so I like the people on the Patreon have already heard most of this um, last week. And my biggest issue with this is that I want somebody to be excited to see me after a month apart. Hell yeah. Easy, full stop. Yeah. And his response, his text responses to me are noncommittal and equivocal and vague at best and disinterested and like fuck off at worst, right? And so – And so I emphasize this on the Patreon too, that this to me is not about like, I don't care to analyze like what this quote unquote means. Does it mean he's not into me? Does it mean, I I don't care. It doesn't matter. Exactly. This, this lack of interest is such a turnoff to me because I know that this is, it's a situation of I wouldn't I wouldn't do this to someone. Yeah, I totally agree with you. There's foreshadowing here for one of the questions that we're going to answer from listener later. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think I think about that often. That reverse of like, would I do this to somebody, or like, under what circumstances would I behave in this way? Mm-hmm. And for me, I am only behaving in this way. If I don't really want to see that person. But like, I'm still probably not doing that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think like, uh, to me, it comes up with the really ridiculous sort of the edge cases where it's like the TikTok of somebody, somebody's boyfriend surprising them and taking them on a helicopter ride of New York. And I'm like, well, I would never think do that. So, like, I, I can't imagine – it wouldn't be fair for me to say, well, why isn't my boyfriend doing that for me? You know, like, that's right. – you can't have that. No. But anyway. Yeah, I just – yeah, I really don't like this. I'm sorry. It, it's fine. Sucks. I don't like it either. And we've – and, you know, we'll see if he was having an off day and if he steps up. I don't know. My – oh, to – finish the story. My reply to that was, sounds good. 
And I deleted the text read and subsequently his contact information because I do not save numbers. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fully on him to, like, not only schedule a date if that's what he wants, but, like, come back from this. Yes. And it's not going to be okay to just say, hey, how's it going? Are you free this week? No. That's not going to do it. No. I think he needs to acknowledge – That will not overcome the ache that I've gotten. Yeah. Like I think – I wouldn't even call this an ache because like I think this is like deal breaker status if somebody is going to communicate like this in a consistent way. Yeah. Different if he like comes back and says something along the lines of like, I'm so sorry this week was crazy and like I fumbled that basically. Yep. I'd love to see you insert plan here. Exactly. Yeah. Like that I could foresee – obviously like you'll make your own decision if and when that happens. But like that I could foresee myself – like that being something that is uh, acceptable. Yeah. Put it that way. Totally. Given all the context especially of like this is not his MO. Right. Yes. And this is – yeah. It's a total out of left fielder. Very. So. Ugh. Writer. Come on. No. It's a fucking bummer. But whatever. Anyway. What's up with you? Um, well, so I have a date on Wednesday. Yeah. Is that – that's the reschedule with the Nomad. The reschedule with the Nomad. Exactly. Um, and I was telling you earlier, I like sent you a screenshot because it happened right after I told you that he – so I canceled on him due to being sick and he's been checking on me every day to ask how I'm feeling. That is so nice. I love it. It is so sweet. And what I especially like about it, so the first time he checked in, so Wednesday, Wednesday was the day that I was the day we were supposed to go out last week. That was also it was the day we recorded. So like people have already heard this, but like that was also the day that I discovered I couldn't go out. So I canceled on him same day, which is yeah, unfortunate. Real tough. There was no getting around it. I had no choice, obviously. Totally. But it was unfortunately a same day cancel. When I did it, I did not suggest a reschedule date because I truly didn't know when I was going to feel well enough. At the time, it felt like there might be no end. <laughs> I know I know that's dramatic, but like I felt so horrible. You were not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel at that juncture. <laughs> there was no – the tunnel was pitch black. I, tr- I can't I, – honestly, I can't remember the last time I was that sick. It's been years and that's years and years crazy. since I was that sick. Yeah. Wow. I can't even remember the last time – like obviously, I work from home now – but like – so I work from home now, which means that calling in sick is a much higher bar because it is a lot easier to work when you're sick. Mm-hmm. And I didn't work Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday for the most part. I actually gave a presentation on Thursday. But but <laughs> mostly I did not work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I can't remember the last time I took a sick day. Wow. That's crazy. That's how long it's been that's since I was truly affected. sick. Yeah. So anyway – all that to say that I didn't know when I was going to feel better again and I told him that. I was very upfront. I said like I definitely still want to go out. That was also probably obvious because it's a matchmaker date. Yeah. But I definitely still want to go out. I don't know when that's going to be possible. But like can I let you know? Per- See, very and gracious. that's what the writer could have done. I, yeah, absolutely. Like I was not in a position to yeah. make a plan. Yeah, I was not in a position to make a plan but I said that. Perfect. Um. He was very gracious about it. 
He then texted me the next day to check in to see how I was feeling. And when he did that, I got a little bit of a pit in my stomach that he was going to want to text all the time. Oh, sure, sure. And so I was like, this is really nice. He's checking in on me. A little bit nervous here, though, of whether he is going to want to converse back and forth all the time until we do go out. And as we know, I don't want to do that. Yeah, no. We don't want to do Even that. when fully healthy? Yeah. Um, but luckily, that is not what he wanted. We've truly just had like a little bit of back and forth each day where he's checked in to see how I'm feeling. I've like reciprocated and kind of asked how he's doing. Yeah. And like that's been it. Perfect. Love that. It's been great. He sent me a couple pictures of like being outdoors yesterday because it was a beautiful day and I was stuck inside. Um, I sent him a picture of my cat. And yeah, it's just – it's been great. He's super nice. Um, I'm into his vibe thus far. And so today I texted him like, good news, back in the land of the living, feeling confident about scheduling a date. Nice. And so we're going to do Wednesday. Yay. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm pumped. And he had previously sent me a couple different options on Wednesday before I had texted him. I had honestly, I had fully, with how I was feeling, had fully forgotten about the date until like he texted me at like noon. It wasn't late. Yeah. And he had a couple options. So I assume he'll, we'll just do one of those options again. But beautiful. I'm looking forward to it. Nice. So I've got that. And then I've been talking to another guy on Bumble who asked if I was free to go out after work one night this week. The only night I was free is Wednesday. Um, so I I specifically held – I was already having the conversation with the Nomad when he asked me that on Bumble. So I like held off on replying to like see how that played out. Smart. And now have told him I'm free next weekend. There you go. Perfect. So yeah, potentially two dates this week. Amazing. Yeah. There we go. Love it. So, yeah, it, I'm also just excited to, you know, go do stuff and see people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've been cooped up for a minute. Yeah, which is going to be nice. Um, and then in, like, non-dating updates, I scheduled my movers today. So moving at the end of the month. That's going to come up real fast. I know. I'm very excited. I also scheduled my painter that's coming. Um, so he's coming on like October 4th. So like he'll have plenty of time. Perfect. And I'm just really excited. I'm excited for you. That's so, that's huge. That's great. Yeah. So that's, that's what's going on with me. Amazing. Listen up guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC comedy loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are I think over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. 
And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. Okay. So this week we are going to a Mythbusters. Great. For our little segment. Okay. My guess is and <laughs> and there's also also been some good discussion about it already in the Discord. Oh, cool! I've not read it. Yeah, so I'm excited to like pull some of that as well for like some of people's reasonings. Amazing. Okay, so this week's MythBusters is quote unquote not ready for a relationship. Really means not with you. Is that a myth or not? Oh, God. This one to me is like on the bubble. Um, mm. To be annoying about it. Okay. One does encompass the other. Yes. So it's not a myth in that sense. <laughs> but oh, this is so hard. I'll, I'm going to edit out a lot of thinking here. <laughs> You know, I've only had hours to gather my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I think that what creates this phrase is the experience that I think a lot of us have had of somebody telling us that they are not ready for a relationship. And then three weeks later, they are posting on Instagram with somebody else, right? That's yep. the that's the idea here. Yeah. And that was mentioned in the Discord. That's one of the things they were talking about. Yeah. So that's happened. I Huh? To me, for sure. Um, it's I, – I, I'm assuming where it gets, like, mythy is the uh, idea that – it relies on the premise that everyone is ready for a relationship, which I, that can't be true. That's That's kind of where my head is at with this. Yeah. And so – it's hard. This one is hard. This one is really hard to me. Um, but yeah. I think it's both, honestly. Yeah, like, I, I think, think so it is too. both a myth and not a myth, which like that's okay, I think. Yeah. But because it could be true. So I don't think – I don't think that saying it's like a myth, meaning that like not ready for a relationship only means not ready for a relationship. Like I don't think that's fair. Because I yes. do think there are times when people are just trying to soften the blow of saying that they don't want to date you. Totally. And instead they say that. Like that – like you said, and then they're in a relationship three weeks later. Like that 100% happens. Yeah. Also though, being in a relationship three weeks later doesn't mean they were ready for one. Absolutely. And that that could be a good relationship. Yes, of course. So like that could be true. Like they – could this, they could be lying. They could be trying to soften the blow. It might be a well-intentioned lie. They're mm -hmm. trying to hurt your feelings, right? But it also could very much be true. And they are not ready for a relationship. Yeah. And like that – and there might be – because I think that when – you know, I don't remember. Have we done a Mythbusters right person, right 
uh, wrong right person, wrong time. We haven't oh, done I that. We have done it podcast, specifically. Right? We've talked about it, but we I don't think I've done it as a poll. I think this comes in a little bit. That comes in a little bit too. And this came up in the Discord where, like, for me, timing is encompassed in right person. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, if it's not the right time, it's not the right person. Yeah. For me. And that factors in here. Yeah. That, like, yeah, I'm not ready for a relationship with you or anyone, but, like, that that doesn't mean that you're not good for me. Yeah. I mean, my my answer to it in a way is, like, it almost doesn't matter what whether or not it's a myth or not because if somebody yeah. is telling you I'm not ready for a relationship, you need to hear that as I'm not ready for a relationship with you and get out. Yes. Like, you know, like – it does that's what if that's what you want. Yeah. Y- yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you don't want to really I don't know why you're having this conversation. That'd be weird, I think, if you both don't want a relationship and you're having this conversation. But um the yeah, like I, I just think that's how you need to process that conversation. And so yeah, it's it that's why I think I'm almost having like I, I'm having a hard time kind of getting my head around the like paradigm of this one in a way. Yeah, I think that it all that matters is that you won't be in a relationship with this person. Yeah. Like that is the end action that's happening. You're not going to be in a relationship with this person. It doesn't matter why not. Yeah. So all that said, I think this is more likely going to be not. <laughs> oh, okay. right. We haven't even guessed on the number of the, yeah. <laughs> the split. So I'm going to say okay. 40 myth, 60 not a myth. It's even more not a myth. It's only 25 myth and 75 not a myth. Oh, wow. Yeah. And in our conversation, we really touched on like pretty much all the reasons. Yeah. Why people said both things. Um, but yeah, I just think I I think it's both. I don't think there's a, a way to like adjudicate this one yeah. in either direction. Agreed. This one's hard. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our listener questions. So starting with a quick one, Rourke, and this is the foreshadowing that we had before. So you're the perfect person to answer this. Oh, amazing. If you feel a guy is pulling back, does it ever affect your feelings? As in, do you feel less interested because they seem less interested? Yes. But I don't think that doesn't make sense because I find people – I am not interested in people who are not interested in me in the sense that I am not trying to – chase somebody's interest down. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're not yeah, you're not trying to convince anyone to like you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It totally makes sense. And so to me it's not about a game of pulling away in response to what you perceive as pulling away. For me it's saying I want somebody who's excited to date me, and if you're not, I'm not excited to date you. Yeah. Yeah, because the person didn't ask, like, if you feel like a guy is pulling back, do you also pull back? It asked if it affects your feelings. And I think that, like, yeah, full stop, hell yes, it does. Yeah. Tap, tap. Case closed. Tap, tap. Gavel, not a crime. Yeah. Okay. So this one, I when I was going through our questions, Allie, I kind of took a Goldilocks approach. Um, so this is our medium question. Love it. 
I'm dating somebody new and I have a feeling that they have a unique relationship to alcohol. All of our dates so far have just been food and drinks. First date, they had four beers. Second date, they had two margaritas. I had one, but they wanted to pregame our dinner at another bar. I said no. Their date was BYOB and we shared a bottle of wine. I don't mind drinking and I want to be able to casually drink with a partner. I have this weird gut feeling that he drinks often and gets drunk a lot. He's 43 and told me he's going bar hopping with a younger coworker. And I thought, aren't you a little too old for that? How can I confirm or clarify my suspicions besides having dates that don't include alcohol? And should I even entertain the idea of continuing to date this person if I have this suspicion? I'm not really sure what to do. If I found out they have a drinking issue, I wouldn't date them. So what should I do to move forward either with or without continuing to date them? What would you guys do? Thank you so much. So this is a this is a tricky question. Thank thank you. Uh, Sorry. I think it's interesting. No, no, it is. I'm just kidding. Um, so I'm going to try to answer this without adjudicating whether or not this person that we do not know has an issue with drinking. Because like, yeah. yeah, we we can't, frankly, we can't adjudicate that. It sounds like the amount slash frequency that he is drinking and the activities that he's participating in are not compatible with the lifestyle that she wants to lead. Yes, that's a really good call. And so I think it like, not that it doesn't matter if he has an issue with drinking, but like, I don't think, I don't think finding that out is going to change the fact that she is not into how much of a role alcohol plays in his social life. Yes. So to paraphrase, it's almost like she wants and I think this can be generalized. Sometimes sometimes you're just like not feeling something about a person. And so you yeah. kind of look for a reason. And I think that she is uncomfortable with this, but wants like a diagnosis to maybe make it acceptable to herself to say that this isn't acceptable to her when yeah. your boundaries are your boundaries and they are acceptable until they are, as we've said before, no longer serving you and you've whittled your pool down to zero people. But right. if you're uncomfortable with this, that's fine for that to be a deal breaker for you. That, that's enough. You don't have to, there's, there, you don't need any more here. Absolutely. And I think a good example of that is when she mentioned his age, him being 43 and him going bar hopping with a younger coworker and her thought is like, aren't you too old for that? Mm -hmm. That's really subjective. Totally. And it's like totally fine if she would not want to be bar hopping at 43 or at her age or at whatever age. Also totally fine if that's what he likes to do. But that might mean that they are not compatible because he – what he is doing does not align with what she wants to be doing or what she wants her partner to be doing. Totally. Yeah. And like that is – whether or not he has a like quote unquote issue, which like I, I think is like kind of irrelevant to that. Yeah. Agreed. I think that was well. So I think you pivot – like you addressed the right facet of that I think. Oh, thanks. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's helpful. And I think this was a recent question, so I think um, yeah, it is that it will uh, hopefully be helpful in actually deciding what to do, which is great. Okay, here's our long one. Yeah, this is a long one, but 
that's why I like to do these because I I, I want to do I like getting into it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she's British based on the fact that she says mom and not mom. I'm excited. There's the another good uh, Love Islandism in there later. <laughs> I was going to say, am I going to learn new words again? I'm excited. <laughs> okay. For Also, for full disclosure to the listeners, Rourke and I split up the kinds of episodes that we do prep for and Rourke does the hot topics prep. And so that is why I get to be surprised with the vocabulary that I find in these questions, which is very fun. Okay. So the listener says, I'm a 35-year-old single mom of a seven-year-old. I split with my son's father four years ago, and not long after that, I met a guy who I found an instant connection with. Our chemistry is unreal. We have so much in common, and when we're together, we're completely in tune with each other. His whole vibe projects calm, and because my world can be very chaotic with an alcoholic ex, he is often like an oasis in a storm. At the time that we met, unknown to me, he was seeing someone. It was a lie of omission because I had never thought to ask if he was in a relationship. He spent so much time with me, I don't know when he was even seeing her. I found out a few months in, through a third party, not from him. From what I'm told, his ex was inspecting an engagement ring and was already being called his wife by her friends. Her daughter had started calling him dad. He is not biologically her dad. I wonder how his head could be turned from something so serious. Have but your then head I also wonder is the... Love yeah. that one. Um... Oh, that's the Love Islandism? Yeah. How his head could be turned? Oh, yeah. interesting. Oh, I like that. Okay. I wonder how his head could be turned from something so serious. But then I also wonder how she could be expecting him to propose when he was barely spending any time with her. The contradictions here make my head hurt. Anyway, I was devastated and dumped the guy. Six months after that, he made contact, told me he was sorry for how he'd gone about things, that he absolutely should have ended the previous relationship before progressing things with me, and that he had now ended things with her. This is confirmed through other people. He asked if we could be friends, and I agreed. We then went from friends to relationship and were together a year, but my lack of trust and insecurity about his ex and how things started between us eventually resulted in us breaking up. We continue to orbit one another. We've tried again a couple of times and keep coming back to the same place. Whenever we're not together, I try and move on and date other people, but I cannot find the connection I'm looking for. He doesn't date other people. Each time we reconnect, I ask him outright if he's seeing anyone or if he's been on any dates, and he always directly answers no. I asked him one time why he hadn't dated people, and he said he hasn't met anyone that can even take his mind off me, and it wouldn't be fair to date others when he knows he wouldn't be thinking about them. I want to trust him, but I just don't, and we've spent the last few years on this merry-go-round. I'm not sure what advice I'm looking for, maybe just some perspective. I've always had the saying in the back of my mind, you lose them how you got them. And since we started with him being unfaithful, I just can't shake the idea that this might happen to me. Part of my mind wants to believe he's been faithful to me since July 2019, after he had split from his ex, even when I had blocked him. But the other part always adds, according to him. With such little trust, should I just give up on this? Is there a way to fix this? Give up. Yeah. That's that's my short answer. Um this has been – I'm sorry, listener. This yeah. sucks. Yes. This absolutely sucks. That's That was an empathetic reaction that I did not immediately have. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is terrible. And it is a years-long entanglement where you still have not repaired the trust. <sighs> I, I don't see it starting now. Yeah, that, that part – I, I wouldn't say that it's like you can never come back if you started in a cheating situation. Like I wouldn't pull that 
that put that hard line down. But to your point, it's been three years. Yeah, exactly. Where's the trust coming from if it hasn't happened yet? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think from my understanding, when the trust is broken in that way, and this is this is completely anecdotal from talking to friends who have like gotten back together with people who have who cheated on them in the past is you basically like if you accept them back you have to accept them back and you cannot be constantly lording over the lording over them the past and kind of continually punishing them for past sins. And if you can't do that, then you should like not get back together essentially. And I think here, this three year long dark cloud of being unable to forget, like I just think there's so much water, like there's too much water under the bridge. Yeah. I, I am curious if they ever did or have tried couples therapy. I don't know if that would help or or, or fix. Help probably fix, I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm curious. Like that would be the only thing that I would be curious about because I'm the the thing that I was curious about before that is like what are the steps that they have taken to try to rebuild that trust besides just his words of saying like, well, I would never look at anyone but you. Yeah. And honestly, I find such a hardline answer there very suspect. Like over the yeah. course of three years, you know, in that situation, I would want a true nuanced answer that was like, you know, I, I did date a couple people, but they didn't measure. You know, give me something. The fact that somebody is claiming that they can't possibly think of anybody else for years that's not believable. To, I, I, that's not believable to me. Yeah, that doesn't ring true to me either. But I think like even that being beside the point of like she doesn't believe it. Uh, totally. Oh yeah, I'm just and like it's I'm been nitpicking. Yeah, it's it's I I think it's been too long. Agreed. Which like absolutely sucks because it you know it really sounds like a connection that is going to be difficult to move on from. Yeah. Something I'm also curious a little bit about is how in the world she kind of holds this oasis, calm feeling with all the anxiety of, has he been faithful to me? Yeah. I wonder if he's still that oasis or if like that was before she knew. Good point. Yeah. I wonder what's I'm very curious. Good question. How she feels now. Like that, that this does not sound like somebody who would be a calming presence to me. Oh, I would be completely spinning out. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Allie, I'm glad you mentioned actually that I do the prep for these episodes because I have a new segment for you. I'm so excited for this new segment. Basically, I want to – it's it's inspired by another podcast that I listen to where they read out like an advice column thing and then kind of bat it around. I mm. want to read you dating-related posts from the subreddit am i the asshole amazing i i love when i see debates about these they're very fun and because some of them are just like absolutely absurd and this one's not that absurd it's just kind of funny and i think it'll be funny to debate but i anyway i won't contextualize it anymore 
Okay. Okay. Should we tell people what Am I the Asshole is in case they oh, don't know? Good call. Thank you. So it is, it's a subreddit where people post a story and usually the story ends by like saying that somebody in their life is calling them an asshole for X action. And they are asking Reddit to be the judge and jury and say like, yes, you are. No, you're not. One option is I think everyone sucks. And like there, then there's. One I didn't know like that not, actually. Yeah, um, and then there's one that's like not enough information, or you know, whatever. And often yeah. the person, the original poster, will kind of like respond to questions, edit to kind of add answers to common questions, and like a whole dialogue. Like people will just judge the person. Yeah, um, it's very funny. So, the title of this one, because sometimes the titles are funny. Am I the asshole for not waking my boyfriend, which made him late to his first day at a new job? Um, I, I'm just going to say no before even hearing the story, but go, fine. go okay. on. <laughs> I, 28 female, have lived with my boyfriend, 30 male, for three years now. When I first stayed the night and he overslept, I woke him up. He woke up in a bad mood and after a big fight made it absolutely clear that I should not wake him up even if I knew he would be late to meeting the Pope. These are his words. After I calmed down, I wrote a contract that said I would never wake him up under any circumstances short of an emergency as long as he never blames me for oversleeping. He laughed and signed it. I love I this. Keep it, I keep it with my important documents. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward to yesterday. He just started a new job, celebrated the night before playing with some guys online, and had to wake up by 7 a.m. I wake up at 5 a.m. like usual. Did all my stuff. By the time it was 7 a.m., he didn't wake up. I left the house at 8.15 and he was still asleep. When I got back, he was there and he was very angry. He started shouting and blamed me for being late. Said I should have woken him when I noticed he overslept. All I did was stay silent until he stopped shouting. Then I showed him the paper he signed. And then I said, the contract. Exactly. And then I said, I never woke you up and I never will. You're an adult and you can set an alarm like the rest of us. You being late is a you problem and I have no part in it at all. Now he says that I'm an asshole and I should know that the old rules don't apply since he no longer works for that person who was really relaxed. I still think I did nothing wrong. So am I the asshole? No. <laughs> this man. Okay. First of all. This man has been an asshole for this entire story. Also, he's 30. Grown-ass man. The fact that he, from the jump, before this before this current situation even happened, the fact that he got mad at her for waking him up that one time before there was a contract in place at all, but the fact that he got mad at her at all for waking him up because she thought he was going to be late, which he was, is outrageous. Yeah. No, the fact that he did that is out of pocket. Like that fully out of pocket. Then I like love the fact that they made this contract. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. You've, you've, your decision is not an asshole. Does it change if there's no contract? No, 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 no. The contract has no bearing. I just think it's fucking funny. Oh yeah. 100%. I just wanted to get your take. Um, Like she wasn't an asshole the first time she did it either. Like the, or rather... She wasn't an asshole for waking him up. She wouldn't have been an asshole had she not. Agreed. Like, I think asshole would be too strong. Like, he wouldn't be able to be mad at her and blame her for being late. Correct. Yes. Would would I think 
if that if that first interaction had never happened and she the contract had never happened, she obviously would have because she did the first time. Cause that is a nice thing to do. Yeah, exactly. It's still not her fault if he oversleeps. 100% not. And it certainly doesn't make her – yeah, it doesn't make her an asshole. To me, it's – there's actually a good Brene Brown YouTube about this where she talks about, like, blaming her husband for, like, stubbing her toe because he, like, didn't leave the light on in the kitchen or something. Um, but she was the one who, like, wanted cookies at night. You know, it's something like that. Yeah. And – just about like how easy it is to like blame a person for your mistakes. But I do think that like his, like just to make this like a little less silly, like his expression of all this is the scariest red flag. He's shouting at her for like the the first time he's shouting at her for waking him up. Yeah. He's shouting because he's no longer sleeping. That is insane. Yeah. And we're giving, we'll give these posters credit for being reliable narrators. Uh, of course. Yeah. I think, I think in order to, to like adjudicate any of these, you like yeah. have to just assume that the poster is being truthful. Yeah. If you throw that into the mix, then like who the fuck knows. Right. Um, But yeah, this, this person does not sound like they have their emotions under control. Totally. Sounds very emotionally unstable. Totally agreed. Um, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I, and I mean, also, like, the you're not this person's parent regardless. No. Absolutely not. Yeah, it is not like, like she said in the post, it is not her responsibility to make sure that he, an adult, is on time to his job. A 30-year-old man. We love to see it. A 30-year-old man. Like, it would be one thing if, like, for some reason he was unable to set an alarm or something and she, like, promised or she said, like, hey, I'll wake you up for work. And then she decided not to. Yeah, then you're an asshole. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you maliciously try to, like, fuck with somebody, that's a totally different yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, if you'd made a commitment to do something and then you didn't do it and it – and, like – you screwed someone over because of it, then like, yeah. But like, she has absolutely no obligation in this situation. I I have to hope that the audience of Reddit is on our side here. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Declared not the asshole. Did anyone even say, did anyone say yes? I mean, there are thousands there have to of be. Comments. There have to be. I, I cannot. Yeah, I have, have no idea. Oh, there's not like a percentage of like voting? Um, There are subreddits that like do that. Um, oh, okay. But it doesn't do it itself. It just gives you the overall. Oh, got it. it gets, yeah, as you know, it gets I like have, flared. I have like at very little Reddit competency. Totally fine. Um, but I like this new segment. I'm excited about it. Good. I think it's very funny. And on that note, like if you fi- if you see ones on that Reddit subthread or nope on that subreddit. I know the terminology. I know what the kids are saying. Um, if you see ones that would be good for us, send them in. Yeah. Or if you have personal ones, send those too. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. I'll add it as a um, as a thing on our on our form at findingmistrite.com slash podcast where our suggestion form lives. I will add that um, so that people can submit them. Either a link to a the subreddit or ones of your own. Perfect. 
It'll be funny. All right, Allie. Pleasure as always. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. I am glad you made it back and looking forward to hearing about the week. Yeah. Come on. We've got some things going on. I like it. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.